0: Super Awkward Funcast. You're listening to the Super Awkward Funcast. Yeah. Hello and welcome to whichever episode of the Super Awkward Funcast. This is. I think it's the 64th but i don't remember i'll find out later i welcome you to the show and to the special episode which is re-recorded because i fucked up last night in the previous recording which was almost two hours long because of issues with podbean fuck podbean right now podbean will not let me log in so i can do a live show so now i have to record it and put it up tomorrow on the YouTube. So that's how you're listening to it probably at the moment. And welcome to the show. So basically, yeah, I'm your hostess with the nostis And I'm L. Latham. L. Latham. Um, and for right now, I am bringing back, but for the first time, <laughs> for you, my brother, Chris. Hello, Chris, on my phone because that's how we have to do it. 'Cause I hate life.
1: Yes, yeah, technical difficulties aside, it's good to talk to you again. Right to be with you.
0: Yes. Living is good. That's what's keeping me afloat right now and insane. Because I'm alive and I can't get into a website and there are worse problems to have in the world. Like, you know, Turkey and Syria right now. Like, you know I mean, Ukraine I mean, and the Nazi Party
1: and support folks over there
0: and somalia which is still getting bombed by the u.s government poor,
1: poor, poor little drug cartels down in mexico still murdering people every day yeah the world's a uh, not so fun place for a lot of folks
0: so yeah as they say first world problems but we're not allowed to say that anymore because everybody's poor in the first world too so here we go moving on there might be outside noise that you may hear or may not hear i Whatever. It is what it is. And there might be a buzz of some sort. I'm going to try and normalize and fix it later. Anywho, so the name of the episode is Predictive Programming, which I didn't really do a lot of last night, so we'll get into that. Um, narrative Management and the WEF War. So for the predictive programming part, I have a clip. From White Noise because we are going to talk about extensively, but not as extensively as last night, because they want us to. Um, East Palestine, which is what I'm gonna call it, or EP, as I decided to designate it last night, on Ziphone. And so that happened in Ohio. It happened on the fourth. I remember that. Is that correct? Uh, it's probably the third, damn it. (laughs) Somebody said it was the fourth. Somebody said it was the third
1: conflicting uh, assessments on what the date was. There were,
0: working. so I'm very confused. Okay. Ohio derailment. We're good. We're good. We got this. That's what Wikipedia's for. Okay. I had a lot going on today, so I didn't do all zero research again. Um, the 3rd. The 3rd. February the 3rd at 8:55 p.m eastern so we even have that much all right <laughs> and that shit is right on wikipedia there might be a lot wrong on wikipedia but they get dates and shit right like come on that's just well known and there are you know i mean there's probably the rare article that doesn't have something correct but usually for that information that's not biased or anything then
1: yeah, and you the primary be. validator that I found on Wikipedia is the number of citations. The more the citations, yes. the more accurate it seems to be.
0: I agree. And, you know, everybody kind of agrees on what happened there in the meteor. And it was that the um, there was a hazardous chemical spill because of a burn that happened, a venting of sorts. But we'll get to that later. Um, basically, before this happened... Or no, yeah, many months before I believe they had completed f- filming on this white noise film that is an adaptation of a book from 1985. I'm gonna make sure about that because I don't want to fuck that up. But it got some attention because, and what got my attention was that an extra from the movie was involved, as it turns out, in the uh, live train derailment which is part of the novel and the film so basically there's a chemical cloud in this town in ohio (laughs) in the film um wait is it in ohio because i might be confusing it with something else i don't think i am it's just not in that particular area it wasn't filmed in east palace ep it was filmed somewhere else production do do do. Okay, that didn't help me. Filming photography, principal photography began in June 2021. under the working title Wheat Germ in Ohio, including the University of Akron for approximately six weeks, Ashjabalah, Pine Lake Raceway and Trail rate Riding, Cleveland Heights, the College of Worcester, or Worcester, Wellington, Oberlin, Dorset, Hiram College, Andrews Osborne Academy in Willoughby, Kent State University in Lowell, Kleinfelter Stadium on the campus of Canton Central Catholic High School in Stark County, Ohio, and in Perry Township near Salem. Filming took place in downtown Cleveland on November 4th, 2021, with scenes shot on the Hope Memorial Bridge. That's according to whatever website this was that said film, movie filming closing Hope Memorial Bridge and this other website, which was archived from Salem News, bypassed to close for a Netflix movie. And you know that shit's pretty accurate because it's like telling people what to expect. And then Going Hollywood, first photos released from Netflix movie filmed on campus from Kent State University itself. Alright, so that's the information on that. So a little bit of background on this film. So there was, there was talk of it being predictive programming in the in- indie media all over the place after it blew up. Like, the thing was what someone I like in the media, indie media, James Corbett, had said... That when something like this happens, you have to wonder if it's organic or if it's just like the studio wanting more people to see the movie. So they build up this movie as predictive programming, but after the effect, so that people will watch it and react to it. And then his, his uh, host in the show, his co-host in New World Next. No, no, no. What is it called? Fuck. New World Next week, next week, New World? I believe you're correct, yes. Yeah. Anyway, James Pilato said, he coined the term uh, reactionary programming, so let's give them some credit. So, basically...
1: If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't, uh, I believe, a researcher named... New World what next week. Alan, Alan Watt was the one who first come up with the idea of predictive programming as a uh, theory.
0: I don't know. I don't know enough about Alan, Alan Watt. I have listened to some of what he said but By the says, generalized, okay. the generalized idea
1: behind the theory is just basically that you know using media using movies using television using news outlets well usually you do it before
0: it happens and yes, people kind of pump see into it
1: their minds that this is the way things are and then they just accept it when it does happen
0: but sometimes people don't see it until after the fact and that's happened in 9/11 propaganda too and like people will go back and look at films and be like oh my gosh the twin towers blah 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 those predictive programming so it just depends or like x files there's a great example of reactive programming where you can go back and see like so many episodes so many shows um so many subjects that are relevant today in so many ways including this kind of stuff and chemical you know poison poisoning of communities and stuff like that by the government and all that shit but anywho.
1: One of the modern things that's taking place right now that really, you know, will help you understand how that theory is applied and how it works is this idea of things going viral. Right, yes. I was going to get to that, too. ...has been exposed is to get as many eyes on it as you can so that it sinks in, and then you wait a couple of weeks, and then you kind of make, you normalize it. You make it to where it's just, you you wouldn't believe it,
2: but hey, this is the world we live in now.
1: Yes. And you get people to throw their hands up in the air and just give up and kind of go along to along.
0: Sorry. Well, some of that, because we talked about last night, but you guys didn't hear it, so I'll tell you, um, that there was this dude from News Nation, this random ass uh, unbiased network, which is not unbiased, which was pro-Ukraine war and pro-Chris Cuomo to the, fact, to the effect that they actually hired him. Okay, so he, this dude, Evan whatever his last name is, I do know it, I'm just not giving him any more press got all this attention for interrupting this conference this press conference in ohio in ep ohio regarding this event that happened on the third as we know of february but didn't really get enough attention a lot of attention until a couple weeks later so then he was the at the forefront of that people were saying oh my gosh he was arrested because he's doing journalism and he's there it's a cover-up blah 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 and going off you know in the media about it meanwhile it turned out that it wasn't it seemingly wasn't as as it seemed because people who were there were saying he was just very obnoxious in this press conference very loud and so he was removed by the uh, police which was caught on camera by the news nation people so i was like oh, okay so they want us to see the story basically it's like they made it a viral story with that story and then they made it viral with other stories like the animals dying and everything and and the water being bad and it was like echoes of of um, flint michigan water crisis and all these other water crises crises we have that nobody talks about like in florida and, the, and south chicago somewhere in chicago <laughs> i forgot where chicago yeah i think it's east chicago i don't remember but somewhere in chicago there's also a crisis going on and there's a lot of Shit in our water, really. So if you even look at like a filter, you can see all the stuff that's in our water that well, has I to be
1: get filtered. I did give a little bit more. I did give a little bit more thought into you know our discussion yesterday about the, the, uh, some of these issues, and one of the things that came to mind. I did a little bit of bacterial study when I was in my early 20s, and there is a um, an organism that's a bacteria, and again, not to downplay. Pollutant, uh, pollutants and things like that that are put into the soil and the ground but there is a I, saying the name of it is going to be hard but it's Nitrosomonas uh, europia it's a gram negative uh, obligate and it drives all of its energy and growth from the oxidization of ammonia and nitrates and it lives in the soil and sewage and fresh water and even sometimes in the walls of buildings it's a small little bacterium and what it does is it will take even that mineral chloride and it will break it down so it's also one of these things where there are a lot of things in nature, and unless you're really a chemist, a biologist, or a scientist, you're not really going to have a full scope of knowledge on how many different bacteriums do what. But there are a lot of bacteriums that break down these things that they consider waste or pollutants on a natural scale and through natural you, know, you know, periods of time, give it six, eight, maybe uh, 12, 14 months, and the chemical's gone. Because bacteria have consumed it, and then that bacteria is consumed by other bacteria, so on and so forth. So the Earth does have a natural way to you know break down a lot of these so-called pollutants. And the EPA doesn't really want to go into that with people or explain it to people because I guess it's above most the average you know person's head of what these bacteriums do. But there's plenty of bacteriums that exist just in the soil alone. Where if you did have some kind of chemical spill, nature will take care of it. It's just I think the main concern. your average run-of-the-mill person would be how long does it take for that particular chemical or product to be you know processed by nature and I think that's where the EPA is kind of over-exaggerating this particular situation well um, there's something called microbial remediation and it's basically where bacteriums break down a lot of pollutants and a lot of toxins even cancer-causing things and other bacteria yeah so there's a lot of things alive on the walls around us We just don't see it
0: No, like, like I've said so many times And Carlin said so brilliantly Back in the day The world will be fine without us We're the problem I mean, you know, paraphrasing or whatever Like, they will survive us Everything in nature will survive us As it has for many centuries We, we make a mess They clean it up It is what it is It goes on You know, life yeah. goes on Death goes on. Decomposition happens. Decomposition of all this plastic and stuff will eventually happen. Everything will eventually degrade in some way.
1: And and some of the things we're doing, like even with the vinyl chloride, for it to be the chemical that it is, it's a petroleum based chemical, so it's made from the same oil that we're drilling up out of our oceans like crazy right now. And, you know, it's just one of those things where if we did not rely so heavily on um, a lot of these plastics and polymers and yeah. vinyls, then we would not have a lot of these issues. Not transport. We would. It, it wouldn't be as much fear surrounding it. But I think a lot of fear comes from people not understanding the process of manufacturing, process of transportation right. and distribution.
0: Well, back to the predictive programming situation. So, like, if you know about the EP story, the Ohio story. I'm gonna call it Ohio. Fuck it. Ohio story. Nothing else is happening in Ohio. Like I said last night. <laughs> um, so, that I know of, (laughs) and, uh, so you, you hear all this stuff in the media, and you hear it in the media, by the way, like, if you look up East Pal, you know, the thing, Ohio, in a search engine, you're gonna find all kinds of stories, did you know about the Michigan derailment in Van Buren Township, we did, (laughs) I know, (laughs) we went over it last night, we'll go over it again, I guess a little bit, but there was a, a situation that happened, a couple of weeks after that i believe um or maybe it was a week i want to check but it's hard to even find anything about michigan you look at that hold on michigan derailment and they said there were no hazardous chemical hazardous uh, materials in this situation so maybe they were like oh who gives a shit it's fine um so if you look up news it'll have the news about ohio it won't have Pretty much anything other than two weeks ago when they were talking about it And I have an article here Michigan train derailment, one of more than 1,000 each year, federal data says And I talked about that yesterday As investigators look into what caused a train derailment in Van Buren, Van Buren Township Thursday morning This is from Kelly Vaughn, February 16, February 2023 um some who live nearby say the derailment has put them on edge (coughs) Um, the incident comes less than two weeks it was less than two weeks after a derailment in ohio that released toxic chemicals environmental officials say the michigan derailment poses no danger to the public but many in the area say say, said they are still nervous um and then it says can never be too cautious you know said antonio brown of romulus a town neighboring the derailment site which is interesting because that's also the town if you recall we'll get to that that's <laughs> interesting we're going to circle back to romulus because it's also in something else that we're going to get into but that's interesting i'm going to come back to that But it says, according to the U.S. Department of Transportation, Federal Railroad Administration, there are around 1,000 derailments each year since 2019. And also, keep in mind, this was a Norfolk Southern train company train as well. So, similarity there, and then also the fact that, you know, this happens a lot. So,
1: we're only focused
0: on that one?
1: Even the U.K.'s... uh... Guardian paper covered an article here just recently. The U.S. is averaging one chemical incident every two days, mm-hmm. um, and we're not just talking about the derailments of trains. We're talking about, right. uh, you know, tractor trailer trucks on the highway. You're talking about uh, chemicals <clears spells throat> at actual plants. Um, it's one of these things where there's such a, a lack of responsibility and a lack of uh, care and safety when it comes to dealing with a, a litany of chemicals, from oxygen to uh, even helium. And their storage, their production, and their distribution is pretty, uh, you know, scary at best because these are highly flammable, you know, gases, yes. and they don't take care of that. So, like yeah. I said, if you actually looked around for a minute, you'd find a litany of issues when it comes to, you know, a lot of these things. But as you were saying about the predictive pro- programming and how the narrative- Yeah, we're to getting media, to that. <laughs> how the narrative to the media is just really, really focused on making this one particular place yeah. this one partic- particular incident such a, um, a mainstay in people's mind.
0: Yeah. It's funny that (laughs) that's the one they want to talk about the most. Um, just focus on this. Don't focus on these. And there are other ones. I didn't even tell you last night. Let me just go through the other ones. There were, um, there's a derailment in New York that happened. Um, on my Twitter, you can find the, the thread. Um, this is from my NBC 5 Cruise cleanup after train derailment in northern New York The incident happened near South Junction Road in Plattsburgh around noon on Wednesday This is from February 23rd, 2003 Crews in northern New York spent Thursday cleaning up an area that where a train went off the tracks The incident happened near blah 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 Same shit we just read they were at the scene Thursday. Don't stop me. Don't stop me now. Okay. Um, back to it, because it interrupted me. Um, crews were at the scene Thursday to fix the derailment. Clinton County Emergency Services told NBC5 that this was just a hopper car. Sound familiar? Used to carry dry, powdered, or granular goods. No hazardous material was involved, so don't look over here. Don't worry about it. As of now, officials said the scene has been cleared up and the train, and the train has been removed. No injuries were reported. Well, lucky that. And then there's another one, actually another two that I found. Right, I, I
1: could read you off the list. I think about. You know, you got South Carolina. There was one. Near there was like one in like, Riverbank, I, California. Yeah, California had two in rural California. And
0: yeah, then we I, had one in Nebraska, I mean, in with a coal train derailment involving 31 cars alabama philadelphia
1: alaska louisiana and texas and that's just this year we're talking about this
0: this is this week (laughs) like this is like so
1: insane um it's it's wild when you actually look at how many incidents there are there are in our transportation system
0: so cbs news did the union pacific train derails in riverbank this is from february 20th 2023 and then there's the one that I found the coal train CBS news also I don't know why they're all on top of these but they are um a coal train derailment in Nebraska involving 31 cars sparks emergency response by Kaitlin O'Kane updated on February 21st so again this week like, I'm not, I'm literally not joking. <laughs> like,
1: these and are... Like I said, the article I looked at that covered a lot of it was the Independent uh, from uh, UK. I look at a lot of the UK newspapers and media outlets because they're not really as biased, you know, and I ain't really, it seems like they don't get the productive programming that, that you were mentioning. They're, it seems like they
2: kind of slip up sometimes and tell the truth, mm-hmm. almost like the incident with Canada and the little...
1: Uh, unidentified objects that had been shot down in Canada. It's like Canada didn't get the memo from the CIA that we don't talk about things we shoot down. Right. It's one of those deals. I I prefer a lot of uh, media outlets from Europe because they do have close relationships with us, and most of it's financial. So they kind of try to tell all their investors, the people that play with money in the United States, what's really going on. So you get a little bit more truth from some European outlets. That's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah. So anyway, back to the predictive program. So we are getting to it, the white noise. So it's taking a long time to get there, but we have to do the background information so that we don't have to go over everything that we went over last night, because it was really boring for a long time. Um, so here's the clip that I found that was the most interesting. And I only found two clips that, I were, that were good enough for me to point to as predictive programming in this film. And then everything else was just like, where? why am I here? Why am I watching this? Because a lot of it was just wh- white noise, <laughs> literally, because it was just too much. Uh, just shitty filmmaking. But anyway, but they think they're really good. That's what annoyed me about the filmmaking is that they think they're competent, but they're not. And then they're pointing at the... They really just were like... Look at all this stuff we recreated from the 80s. Look how 80s our movie is. is. Yeah, okay. But do you really need a dance number at the end of it? I don't think you do. You went
1: down to the local Goodwill and picked up some clothes.
0: (laughs) I don't think you need a dance, a choreography with grocery store workers, spoiler alert, at the end of the fucking movie. I don't think you earned that moment, is all I'm saying. This is not the movie for that. But anyway... Here we go, here's this part of uh, with the gentleman who's been told he's gonna die because he was exposed to this chemical from the derailment from the cloud in the sky uh, for two and a half minutes as opposed to his family who was like mere seconds. So he's looking at death and he's talking to, and Adam Driver for some reason plays him because he plays everyone apparently now. And then um, we have the Propaganda machine, Don Cheadle, as the wise old man, and I guess in this movie, (laughs) he's old now. Let's see, let's hear how old he is. All right, he's old and wise. Let's hear his advice. This is after the incident and his diagnosis.
3: Hurry, you're here. All white people have a favorite Elvis song. I thought you were going to New York for the holidays, but I stayed back to look at car crash movies. currently heard not? a rumor about painted women and came to investigate. One of them says she has a snap-off crotch. What do you think she means by that name? I don't seem busy. I don't think this is the kind of disaster that leads to sexual abandon. We might get one or two fellows skulking out eventually, but there will be an orgiastic ward. Not tonight, anyway. Any episodes of Deja Vu in your group? No Any episodes of Deja Vu in your group? Why do we think these things happened before? Simple. They did happen before. In our minds, as visions of the future. Supernatural stuff. Maybe when we die, the first thing we'll say is, I know this feeling. I was here before. How are you doing? Two and a half minutes exposed to the toxic cloud even if it doesn't kill me in a direct way it'll outlive me in my own body i could die in a plane crash and the iodine d would be thriving as my remains were laid to rest the computer told me i'm truly sorry my friend but computers make mistakes carpet static can cause a mistake it was in the barren there was no carpet lint Hair in the circuits. There are always mistakes. Not, not a word to that about any of that she'd be devastated. Of course. Sometimes I actually think I see wow. it coming for me. At night, usually. The thing I've always feared, and now it's here. We're all aware there's no escape from death.
0: I swear yeah. I heard oh, CIA in the background. Somebody said CIA. We
3: repress. Just... We disguise. You don't know how to repress. I wish there was something I could do. I wish I-
0: Oh. Huh. Now I'm getting a buffering. Hilarious. Hold on. <laughs> Are you kidding me?
1: We can't say CIA without them logging on.
0: Oops. I said the word.
1: Yeah. I made we a could boo-boo. Really mess, we could really mess with them and just start listing off all their favorite words. Bomb. Plane. 9-11. The, just start running through the whole gamut. Just see how much they record.
0: Event 201. Bill Gates. Okay.
1: (sighs) When I first found out about uh, the Edward Snowden prism.
0: I'm going to go to. Hold up. I
1: used to just on, just for fun. Anytime I answered a phone call, I would just run through the whole list of words you're not supposed to say. Just, just so that they could listen to my conversation. I like like a crowd.
0: I'm going to go to my Twitter thread and play it there. That part. Uh, It's going to go back to the beginning, but then I'll switch it.
2: Okay.
0: Hold up. It won't sound as good, but it is what it is, as they say. Deja vu. Okay, carpet static can cause a mistake. Lent hair. Da, da, da. No word, not a word to Babette about this. She'd be devastated. Sometimes I actually think it's—I see it coming for me. At night, usually. I'm just reading it now. <laughs> We're all aware there's no escape from death, and how do we deal with this crushing knowledge? We repress. We disguise. But you don't know how to... Pro- Hold on. Repress. Wish there was something I could do. Hold on. What do you say? You know, I really want to see your fiddle play. Hold on.
3: Check it out Here we go. The <laughs> I thought Hitler would Got protect it. you. Some people are larger than life. Hitler is larger than death.
0: I don't know I why they mentioned Hitler out of nowhere. Do you?
3: Because I wish I did. It's totally obvious. The overwhelming horror would leave no room for your own death. It's a daring thing you did. A daring thrust. Daring but dumb. I just lose interest in myself. Here, take this. I have another one at home in the drawer under my hot plate. He's After
0: giving hour. him a little it
3: gun. Is, yeah. It's loaded. It's an itty-bitty thing, but it shoots real bullets. It's a 25-caliber Zumwalt automatic German-made up your alley. I, I, I don't want it. I believe, Jack. There are two kinds of people in the world. Killers and dyers. Most of us are dyers. We don't have the dispositions, the rage, whatever it takes to be a killer, but how exciting it is, in theory, to kill a person. If he dies, you cannot. To kill him is to gain life credit. Who knows? Maybe violence is a form of rebirth. And maybe you can kill death.
0: And that's that one. <laughs> so that one made me think. And then this one really made me think the next one that I'm going to get to. But if you have any thoughts on that, go ahead.
1: Well, you know, it just, again, it's one of these things where I think a lot of writers and I think a lot of people that are trying to put their ideas out in the world have a a really locked perspective. It's almost like tunnel vision. They know how they feel about things. They know how they perceive things. And they believe that just because they repeat what their perspective and point of view is that it's almost like a shotgun blast. They think they're going to pick up a few people along the way. So for someone like myself, who again, uh, we had discussed yesterday about how at peace I am, you know, in my adulthood, even though, you know, we've had a rough time getting here. I just do not, I'm not drawn to things that are antagonistic or that are viewed necessarily by the people as desperate. This idea, like uh, he was saying about the approach of death and how so many people look at, you know, inevitably that's where we are. And people come up with one thing or another to deal with it. I truly am not afraid of death. I am okay with it when it comes, and I am, you know, not on my way running to get there, but I'm not going to be afraid of it when it comes, you know, and I think that's a hard thing for a lot of people who are afraid of death to even conceive. Like, to them, they do not understand the, the possibility that there is somebody walking around this earth that's not scared to die. Right. You know? So well, that's, that's kind of my thoughts on, um, you know, the The writing is good, but still it's just, it does not hit or sync up with my personality. So it's harder for me to, you know, grasp.
0: Yeah. Well, the next scene really perked my ears and you'll see why, because you hear a lot of the same narratives that you're hearing now, oddly enough, and the cover-up kind of stuff. So you'll hear very much, this, this one reminded me a little bit of They Live a little bit, But you'll see what I mean. But like this one is super predictive. Like if that was like predictive programming, this is like to the nth degree. So listen to this one. Hold on to your seats, guys. Yeah. I'm starting at the very beginning Which starts with like a, a masked person Because this mask is totally going to save you from any chemicals Even though it's a cloth
1: mask And
3: it's
0: a kid in a mask too
3: with acid visible on their Milex suit. Listen up, on, everybody. Hold on. Maya let's the stop the chatter. No one is months. allowed to leave the building. Okay? Quarantine.
4: If somebody comes up to me and says, can I leave, I'm just going to say the same thing I'm saying now. Whew. No one is allowed...
0: This is like the scene before the scene, but it sets the scene.
3: Purpose?
0: I don't like the latest rumor. Okay, I think I skip. I have to get to the part where the guys. Is- there he goes. Okay, we don't need like the the intro with the the characters. Okay, so we'll skip that part. But that does set the scene, so that's good. Um. Okay. Da da I'm scooching past the marriage discussion because it's the most boring part of this film that nobody cares
3: we were scared to death
2: still are we left our homes
3: drove through a rainstorm we saw that deadly specter
4: that death ship as it sailed across the sky are they telling us it was
2: insignificant do they think this is just television don't they know it's
4: real shouldn't the streets be Crawling with cameras and reporters. Shouldn't we be yelling out the window at them? Leave us alone. We've been through enough already. Haven't we earned the right to despise their idiot questions? Look at us in this place. We are
2: quarantined.
4: We are like lepers in medieval times.
2: We are. Everything we love and work for is under serious threat,
4: even if there hasn't been great loss of life.
2: So we deserve attention for
4: our suffering. Our terror isn't fear news!
0: He's looking at the main guy who's going to die.
3: What before? You were standing there, I was standing here. Your features incredibly sharp and clear. It all happened before, hissing in the pipes, tiny little hair standing out in your pores, that identical look on your face. What look?
0: Ah, you fucker. Hold on a second. That's the literally the last part of this fucking scene. How dare you?
1: Really? Well, if you know it, just, just speak it. not
0: the best for podcasting anyway, but... Alright, I'll go down to that one. Doodly doodly doo. Doodly doodly doo. Alright dude, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Da da Is not fear? fear news? <laughs> no, I'll just go back because it should be fine. There it goes.
3: Passion lost.
0: That's literally it. it. Was
3: nine days before they told us we could go back home.
0: Nine days before they told us we could go back home. Anyway, so that's what happened in that movie that was of interest to me that seemed like predictive program, like, or reactive program, or what have you. Like, The same shit that's happening in the movie is literally happening in real life in terms of like the way people are reacting to the news. Like, scary shit. I think it might go even, you know, it goes deeper and it goes back a little bit further than even, I think, that
1: you have been able to notice because what that harkened back to me with, you remember the Boston... having the marathon
0: and... The Boston Marathon bombing?
1: the Boston Marathon bombing. Yeah. And then... When that event happened, that was the government's very first get inside your house or we'll shoot you moment. Mm-hmm. And once that happened, again, I delivered pizzas for Pizza Hut during quarantine. So I had to have a government document so that if I was out on the roads, the cops wouldn't arrest me for being out and about. You know, they really locked down this country then. That was the second phase mm-hmm. of a complete national lockdown. And then with this train derailment, if you see what they're doing to the communities in Ohio and why the people that live there are so upset, that's the third measure to say, okay, we're not saying that there's a terrorist outside. We're not saying that you could get sick. We're saying that this is for your own safety, but we're not going to tell you why. Right. And like I said, if you're not a chemist, if you're not a biologist, then you can't look at this with a clean vision and see that there is actually nothing to be scared of. The burning off of things will fade within a matter of weeks, and maybe a month. That there's no, going to be no contamination of the well water. Everything's going to be fine. But it's their way of saying, hey, look, now we can kind of come up with whatever we want to. Put you inside your house, put you in your place, and let you know that the cops with the guns and the badges and the military men in uniforms with big guns, they run it. And if you don't understand that they run this shit, then they're going to kill you. And it's this, it's this brute force mentality that you're slowly starting to see trickle out from the government to say, look... You guys can protest all you want to. You can say one life matters or another one don't. We don't care. When we tell you to sit down and shut up, you sit down and shut up, or we'll kill you. And that's kind of like I said. Even on a deeper level, if you kind of look at where this has been going since that Boston uh, marathon bombing, they've kind of been trickling it out. And like I didn't want to get all off topic, but that's kind of what I'm seeing from a lot of their actions, especially like we played a Buddha judge yesterday and how he was smiling the entire time. He's basically telling you we're yeah, in Yeah, that happened. Y'all
0: missed that. But <laughs> everything he's saying, like, I can't, you have to see it. So I'll put that in the link too, or in, in the show notes. But he's talking about this. So like when he's saying these things, I'll tell you when he's smiling. So, so you have an idea and I, we're not going to listen to his whole stupid speech. Just this part that we went over yesterday. Thanks you coming. All right, dude, sure, sure. Give me a moment, Dan. Good. Yeah, go the, over there.
1: The, the snarky behavior of some of these guys, because they know what they're really trying to do.
5: That bears on safety. Again, I will stand up NTSB's business on whether crewing and staffing, uh, how that might have related to this case. Too early to, to for me to go around making judgments on that. But we know that uh, if you've got a train that's a mile long, and something goes wrong halfway down it, and you got one guy on there, that's going
0: to be a problem. And he's smiling the entire time he says that. He's got that Bill Gates smile. Southern he's just so happy. Then he takes away the smile while he gets the question, which we can't hear very well because of
1: the background noise.
5: Then the smile comes back. Every time he's speaking, he smiles. Are not prescribed in the letter of the law. They're up to the railroad to decide. And I think we need to look at two things. One, did the real decisions. The investigation. And then two, uh, should we lay out a little more clearly what those decisions should be so it's not up there. And that's the regulatory part.
0: And he didn't, you know, make... He also made a point to, to go after the last administration for no fucking reason when he's been lax in this administration. So...
1: How? One of the most specific <laughs> things that he said there that harkens back to what I was just mentioning was the letter of the law. They want yes. to have a law on the books for every single aspect of what you do, from yes. buying Cheerios to putting uh, a tire iron in the back of your trunk. True. And it's when mm-hmm. when they they do that again, it slips past so many people. They hear they hear some of these legal terms being you know, floated out there to the press, and it just flies over people's heads, but mm-hmm. they don't understand what they're trying to do is legislate by an ideology, and that has always been a dangerous thing.
0: Yes, so getting back to the NTSB, because they did like their report, and uh, Jennifer Homendy came out as the chairwoman and said, I can tell you this much, this was 100% preventable. We call these things accidents. There is no accident. So what she said that was put in quotes in this article, which is from WTAE.com, I'll put it in the show notes, uh, called NTSB Releases Preliminary Report on EP Train Derailment Updated at 6.01pm, February 23rd, 2023. Don't really know who wrote it. It's like one of those things where they put everything together. Um, but anyway she said that but what she was saying in the context of the video which i actually watched and you should always watch things and not just go by what the article says because people are not really taking that approach with the lab leak theory situation that's going on with the Wall street journal and the department of energy and you should always look at the fine all of just look at everything that's being presented to you and judge it based on what it is one thing at a time. So this article is stating that. And so that was the quote that they put in the article to get more clicks and stuff. But what she was saying is that in her job, there are no accidents that everything is preventable in every case. And then she'll see people on the site of another derailment and they'll be like, I've seen this before. And she'll be like, oh, so she's very frustrated by that. Um, so that's how she is in the, in the press conference. And then it says, NTSB said the train was traveling about 47 miles per hour at the time of the derailment, which was less than the maximum speed limit of 50 miles per hour. Train movements near the derailment site are authorized by cab signals and wayside signal indications with an overlaid positive train control system. The report said the positive train control system was enabled and operating at the time. And, sorry, one moment, please. Uh, I'm gonna let you finish, but okay the temperature reached a critical level 253 degrees Fahrenheit above ambient temperature and an audible alarm instructed the crew to slop, slop slow and stop the train to slop the train to inspect a hot axle. the report states the engineer had already applied the train's brakes and applied increased braking after the alert. the emergency brakes automatically applied to the ntsb said um then it said after the train stopped oh wait it says here this is interesting because um totally unrelated but this was on february 23rd right is the article it says the investigators say it was the 23rd rail car that derailed first because of that overheated whale wheel bearing after the train stopped the report said the train crew observed fire and smoke and notified the dispatch of a possible derailment with dispatcher Authorization, the crew applied handbrakes to the two rail cars at the head of the train, uncoupled the head end locomotives, and moved the locomotives about one mile from the uncoupled rail cars. Among the questions, why was why wasn't the crew given a warning before the wheel bearing reached that critical temperature? The warning threshold is set by railroads, it varies by railroad, Hammondy said. We're going to look at that and determine if that re- threshold should change. That's going to be one of our priorities in the investigation. So then, yeah, then they ask him these questions. Um, and they always, I put this out there yesterday with you, they always fucking have these press conferences, these fucking photo op people, like Biden and this dude, in the middle of a scrapyard or something where a lot of shit is going on, so they can't really hear what what's being... What, what the reporters are asking them, and nobody yeah. else can. <laughs> so it's kind well, of interesting. You
1: know, as I'm, as I'm, uh, we've talked about before is, you know, context matters. And yes. when you have, you know, nearly 8 million automobile accidents a year, and out of that 8 million, you know, roughly 2 to 3 million people are dead, and you only have, you know, as far as trains go, roughly 6,000 incidents a year, there's 350 million people in this country those are still relatively i mean given how bad things could be it could be much worse and when they're going off about this train situation again they're just with buddha judge being in charge of the department of transportation you would think he would be far more concerned about the millions of people that die versus a handful of people who might have to be evacuated from their homes for a month or two and the government might have to pay a couple bucks for that you know and mm-hmm. it, it, i think again we we look at the money involved in the train systems uh we talk about there's only 10 companies really that run all the trains in this country and they all kind of got their hands in each other's pockets that he talks of, or she you were talking mentioning that she was talking about safety and how the companies dictate what their own safety measures are going to be when you're moving millions of like 500 million dollars worth of product a year You don't want to lose one dime of that product, nor do you want bad news like this all over the country. And with this particular situation, you know, now that I'm thinking about it a little bit, what's Ohio? It's a battleground state. It's going to be one of the the first states that come up in elections. And this is starting to really look more political for stupid politicians who nobody cares about than it is more about the community that's actually involved.
0: Yeah. Well, on that note, like, we also talked about yesterday, but we'll talk about it now, (laughs) the toxic waste. We we
1: can just run back everything we talked about yesterday because there ain't nobody
0: else here. (laughs) Well, because the thing is, like, I also want to give them the sources and stuff so they know what's going on. So, uh, the EPA has paused the... Okay, I have to get this on my phone because, you know, I got to do reader view and all that. Um, Let me get that article
1: and yeah, we're
0: talking about the halting of the uh clean up cell uh oh wait okay um i gotta do this first because this is hilarious um just for fun for funsies guys um we're gonna listen to joe biden because we love to do that um
1: oh well, we didn't do that yesterday this would be
0: fun yeah yeah so he got questioned about visiting ohio you know he was too busy in ukraine to to be bothered before so that was what's important we got to celebrate the anniversary the one-year anniversary just five more to go i guess i don't know how long or as long as it takes as they say from the wef to the white house not joking they say the same fucking thing about the ukraine war um now i gotta remember my password do you remember it <laughs> I have to remember so many passwords today, I couldn't even get the Podbean one. Oh damn. And it's hard to do it on a tablet for some reason, it's so weird. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna do it on my computer, you're gonna hear something, but I apologize. Ah! going be okay. I gotta remember how the, how it goes. Okay, it does start with that, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm getting my password folder, hold on. <laughs> I forgot it! Let's get it again. I'm so prepared. Okay, where's my Twitter? Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Oh my gosh, yes, I forgot about that. Thank you. That's the one. <laughs> That's the letter. And then we got that. And then this. I remember this. And that. And all that. Um, Where's the thing? You know, the thing. Where'd that go? Oh, there it is. Right there, there. It's in a different spot on the keyboard <laughs> than I'm used to. Okay, and then that, and then this, and then that, and then that, and then that. I didn't plan to do this because I thought I could get it on the damn tablet. Well, I can't do it on the tablet. I have to do it elsewhere. Damn it, hold on. I'll have to get it in the archive. Let's do an archive thing. Uh, we'll go to the archive.
1: This. I do think this is interesting, though, while you were to, uh, mentioning while you're working on that. You were mentioning Joe Biden's involvement in the Ukraine situation. Oh, and, no, we
0: were getting the Joe Biden thing. I'm so stupid. And, I forgot what I was doing. And also,
1: <laughs> what, I, what I wanted to mention to that, you talk about predictive programming and these ideas that they're trying to stage up or build up a normalcy towards conflict between U.S. and Russia relations. And they've done that for many, many years. Yes. But um, here's, a, here's a little nugget I'll get that into that later. Here's a little nugget of information a lot of people might not be aware of. The Biden administration has started holding military exercises with countries that are part of the Russian-led military alliance. It's going right. to Collective security tr- uh, treaty organization, and it's going to be uh, called Regional Cooperation 22. So, again, we can get on television, get on our media, right. and you can have everybody from right-wing conservatives to left-wing super libs, get out there in the world and just start screaming and screaming and screaming about some kind of issues with Russia, but I'm sorry, you're going to be hard-pressed to convince me that there's any conflict with the United States military in Russia when we carry out cooperative agreements with their allied nations as well as their naval fleets in Antarctica. We have operations with them that are classified that I can't say where I got the information from, but if you looked hard enough on the internet, wink, wink, you could probably get your hands on that same information It's out there. Not only is our operations in Antarctica scientific and military and otherwise very complicated and super weird you got the northern Atlantic situations and it's It's hard to convince me that the United States and Russia aren't best friends when their militaries are buddying up and doing operations together But yet there's not one single soldier that's ever participated in a cooperative mission with Russia or its allies Has ever come forth publicly to ever disclose that or what the operations might have contained been about or what the prudence of the operation was toward the final outcome. So, right, it's super interesting that as far as the media from CNN to Fox News is concerned, there's some kind of tension between the U.S. and Russia. Meanwhile, militarily, we're best buds, right? So, it's -hmm. just very, very odd. And uh, you can go ahead with Biden now. I just, I hate, I didn't well, this one is
0: this one is back to Ohio so this this is from this comes from cuz I like sources the Twitter of Howard Mortman from C-SPAN so I found a legitimate source that is not somebody who is just picking up the audio and put or the video and putting it on their page cuz that's what I try to do I try to go straight to the source and this is from C-SPAN so you know it's legit alright so this is what he said two days ago this is from 25th of two thousand twenty three six nineteen AM it was posted three hundred and thirty one thousand nine hundred views of the tweet and one hundred and forty three thousand nine hundred nine thousand I can't count sorry three hundred and thirty one thousand nine K whatever views that's how it says one hundred and forty three thousand nine hundred I'm trying to say hundred but I can't for some reason. Um views on the video. Okay, so give me an idea. I have not heard it yet, so let's enjoy it together, everybody. I know how you love the Bidenisms. Buffering.
4: Are you planning to travel to I um you know the, uh, what the hell? Um, Zoom. Zoom. All I can, every time I think of Zoom, that song in my generation.
0: who's Zoom who. But, uh, I, wait, 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 let me answer the question. You didn't. <laughs> let me answer the question. You didn't, though. <laughs> okay, the question was, are you planning to travel to East, you know, Ohio? And he said, this time I'm not. I was, I, I did a whole video. I, I mean, you, you know, the what the hell on, on uh, you know... Whatever he's saying. And they say Zoom. They try to help him. He's like, Zoom, Zoom. All I can hear every time I think of Zoom is that song of my generation. Who's Zoom and who? This is the president of you the give, United States of America.
1: Old, you, give poor, you give poor old uh, Grandpa Joe more, more flack than I gave old retard Trump. I mean, come on now. It, these people are not intelligent people. They are corporate executives hired by an elective college
0: oh I got an no old video of him hold on Let me,
1: they're, they're, they're not the brightest stars in the sky they're not the sharpest tools in the shed lord knows they can cool their jets because they ain't taking off I mean these guys are not until the United States decides as far as far as politicians and so-called representatives are concerned to replace all these college um which uh, Pratt boys who were running off of mommy and daddy's money with people who actually represent Americans this is just what we're going to get, folks. I mean, either either party is mentally incapable of understanding world issues, much less national issues. It's just going to be the way it is. <laughs> but you don't like old Grandpa Joe Flubbering?
0: Well, he's also a weffer. They're all weffers. Putin was a weffer and actually worked uh-huh. on uh, some kind of technology kind of thing. With, oh, it was the Fourth Industrial Revolution. There's one in Ru- Russia, guys they're not on our side they're not and
1: Belarus, they're not WEF about it you know the you know the Belarusians and the russians are buddies
0: and then yeah. there was uh zelensky also in speeches at the wef like wef everything they're all wef and then also um biden had said um had had, had so many speeches where he literally says things ab- from wef like mentions Weff
1: talking yeah, points. have always been known as talking points, and yes, yeah, they, they must certainly do. You know, Jimmy Kimmel, for all of his flaws, uh, the, the thing he does on his show where he shows where every local news station in the country is reading the same script. Mr. Lawrence. Yeah, same thing.
0: I think I found the thing where he did the thing, you know, the thing. Hold on. Let's see. Ooh, are the captions? Please be captions. There aren't. Damn it. I hate when they give me captions and they don't give me captions for food. How dare you? (laughs) So rude. Let me check the comments to see if this is what I was looking for. I'm sure the comments will let me know.
1: Oh, yes. You can hear about how. I don't know. Where are the comments at? You're on YouTube?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, bless it. Ain't no telling what kind of comments you're going to read there. But you know, you were mentioning George Carlin earlier, and you know George Carlin had also said in one of his stand-up specials about you know how a lot of people would like to say there's an Illuminati or a secret club of people. There doesn't have to be. These guys all went to the same school. Yeah. They all came from the same mansions. They all have the same agenda, so they don't really have to get together every five minutes to figure out a way to screw everybody. It was already in their DNA. So that's another thing I think a lot of people just completely miss when they see these faces on TV they forget that all these faces aren't you and you're not gonna be one of them they're not gonna let you in their club
0: yep it's hard to find the uh, the video that I was looking for I would probably be it probably be easier to find on Twitter to be honest because they really want to hide the past things that he has said that are not oh, super great. They did great. the
1: same thing with, <laughs> with Trump and Obama. A lot of the interviews that, I mean, you're talking about 20 years of interviews with these people, and they just poof disappear. Like, as soon as somebody becomes a president, all of the you know archived footage, nobody wants to air it, nobody wants to show it, it all disappears, because now that they're the president of the United States, they're working with the Pentagon, the Department of Defense, the CIA, the FBI, the ATF, the DEA, and they're being directed to create a new narrative. So everything they said before, they put their hand on a stupid Bible and swore in a bunch of lies. That all has to disappear because now they have new lies that they're being told to tell. Yeah. So you'll, you'll lose a lot of that stuff. With Obama, I remembered countless speeches he would give you know, when he was just a senator. And it just it infuriated me when he became president because I would go to try to look these speeches up and try to show people Know what his previous position was on something, and they all disappeared, they were all gone. Yeah, I do. I would even try to go to bills that he had voted on, and Mm -hmm. the congressional website over the past few years is sometimes they'll show a bill, sometimes they won't. It depends on what narrative they're pushing in the news at the moment. And it's like, are you serious? Y'all just gonna hide public information?
0: Well, for right now, let's go to a snippet from February 7th, 2022, which was before the Russian invasion, as they say, and is from ABC News. And it's kind of relevant now. Just think about what you're
1: hearing. still really cute that Russia invades a country, but we just occupied. Right, yeah,
0: yeah. Liberated. <laughs> we li- person, we liberated Iraq. We're still in the process of doing that. We liberated Somalia.
1: We, we occupied Afghanistan. But we, no, we, we ain't invaded nothing. No, no, not the U.S.
0: <laughs> nope. <laughs> We've done nothing wrong. All right. So this is um, a little a little flashback. Enjoy. Of
4: course, if Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the the border of Ukraine again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it.
5: You, but how will, you, how will you do that, exactly, since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control?
4: We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it.
0: <laughs> Oops.
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll do it. <laughs> he might want to go talk to the Navy, the U.S. Army, and NORAD about how we're, we're mad at Russia now, because, like I said, we're still carrying out current military operations with these people. And it's just, oh, it's so beyond me. Okay. And again, like you mentioned yesterday about the money that changes hands between China and Ukraine and our politicians in Ukraine. You know, one thing that comes to mind a lot, but you know, when people go to looking at these conflicts around the world, it's just on a state level. I know that the state of North Carolina, I saw it in their financials uh, this year, are still give close to $2 million a year just out of the state budget to Israel yeah for no reason whatsoever for no reason israel didn't ask for the money nope. they standing out there with their hand out saying hey please give me something but you know that's just north carolina the rest of the united states all the states do give money to israel for no reason and our federal government allots money in our defense budget for israel and it's like for what why are we giving these people billions of dollars a year out of our taxpayer dollars for what just it's so um like you said you look at the world trade organizations and you look at web and these other people and it's so clear
0: all right so i found that article that i was trying to read um on the archive.org so it's from 20 the 25th february 25th 2023 from jonathan limehouse staff writer of Houston Chronicle. So this is EPA pausing the disposal of toxic waste from EP, including waste headed to Houston area. So this says the disposal of toxic waste from the EP Ohio train derailment fire into Houston and Harris County will be paused. U.S. Representative Sheila Jackson Lee announced Saturday afternoon. It's pausing the disposal of an estimated 1.1 million gallons of hazardous waste into a disposal facility in harris county days after local leaders reassured residents they were monitoring the situation it says as of thursday more than 1.5 1.7 million gallons of the contaminated liquid have been removed from the immediate site of the derailment, according to ohio epa spokesperson james lee while the majority of waste was headed one. 1,300 miles to Deer Park Emergency Management. A smaller amount went to Vickery, Environmental in Vickery, Ohio, Lee said. I'm heartened by the pause in transportation of the wastewater and believe it's prudent for the EPA to assess its components before determining where it will be transported. Both EPA and DOT have promised to remain in touch with my office as they make decisions in the coming days, County Judge Lena Hidalgo said in a statement Saturday night. So then that led to what happened on <laughs> the February 27th. So cut to February 27th, 2023, updated 12.39 p.m. Eastern, originally posted at Fev- on February 26th, 2023, 3.42 p.m. Eastern by C. Aileen Blaine, Anna Marsick, and Abigail Cloutier, who I did not give credit to last night. So I guess I get to do that now. Um, this was, and this has a video component, so we'll listen to that, but it's US EPA waste removal to resume on Monday. So let's see how that goes. Scooch it, scooch it, scooch it. There we go. Dean recovers. It is another full week of recovery efforts, but also political visits. First News has been there every day since the derailment. Today, questions remain as to where like that toxic waste is all ending up. We have First News reporter Abigail Cloutier live in the village investigating for us on as residents recover from this major disaster. Abigail, what have you found out?
5: happening today the epa says norfolk southern will resume shipping toxic waste from the east palestine train derailment. previously the federal agency had ordered a pause on saturday after material was shipped to michigan and texas officials there say they were not informed of the delivery about 50 people showed up at one of those contamination sites on sunday in romulus michigan the group romulus wait
0: wait do you remember that we were going to circle back to romulus because I remember yes,
5: that. We never touch back on that.
0: Oh, well, I guess we're there. Oh, okay.
5: <laughs> toxic waste was now in their community. Many of them sharing their concerns, not just with the environmental issues, but also with the lack of communication from local officials.
4: It's here, and we haven't been informed of the volume. We haven't been informed of how it actually got here. Uh, did it come by truck? Did it come by train? How is it being
0: processed? What safety measures are in place to ensure that our water and air don't get contaminated?
5: We've now learned that contaminated water is going to a deep injection well in Vickery, Ohio, which is about two hours away, and that contaminated soil is going to an incinerator in East Liverpool. Live in East Palestine, Abigail Kuget.
0: Okay, thanks, Abigail. We appreciate you. Um, if
1: only, if only all this attention that's going to the EPA right now uh, had been focused on, uh, you know, Pfizer and Moderna. And their if only, on vaccine.
0: you know, they're <laughs> like, poisoning us on a mass scale, too. Maybe we could get a little, you know, imp-
1: information uh, about that. If only all this concern would have been allotted to pharmaceutical companies coming up with a vaccine and just saying, hey, CDC, we got one for you. And everybody was like, oh yeah, we'll just jump on a trust, jump on a trust. Y'all can't trust the EPA, but y'all gonna trust the CDC.
0: Wow. Right. Wow. Okay, so then that brings us to the door-to-door situation. It wouldn't let me open it in here. I don't know if it'll let me do it. Okay, it let me do it. It'll probably just go because away. I,
1: I, if I'm not mistaken, I still think that isn't it Twitter and uh, YouTube are going after anybody that says anything about the vaccine still.
0: I don't know, like probably vaccine, vaccine, vaccine.
1: Well, we'll see if their bot can recognize that I'm not saying anything negative about it. Vaccine, get is, the
0: vaccine, get your booster. I'm
1: not, I'm not saying anything. Annually. About it. All I'm saying you would is never. <laughs> for all these people that want to judge the EPA and you know every and the Energy Department, and all these other organizations, right now this minute, didn't see them really giving that much attention to a pharmaceutical company that makes billions of dollars a year yes. to sell something.
0: And that leads me to this. Actually, I want to go ahead and and, and share this little clippy clip while you're doing it. I'm going to do this out of order. I don't think I'm going to have these things in order because it's been a week, guys. So if the sources are out of order, they're out of order. I'm trying my best to get them at, well, in order as much as possible. I
1: don't think- I don't think that we've got too far off the beaten path for people not to keep up with. I think we still got folks, you know, understanding kind of what we're talking about here. Yeah,
0: but I'm going to go to a different thing, and it's going to be out of order, probably, because I'm not going to have everything. Well, maybe I will have it in order. It depends on when you want this, guys. You might get it out of order, and then I'll... You know what? I'll just go back and fix it later, because you can't edit videos, obviously, so that's an option. (laughs) Um, L. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so let's
1: technology.
0: <laughs> let's get to well, let's go to the uh, YouTube video because that's easier to put in here. Okay, so YouTube, and unless it's gone, and I don't think it would be gone, because it actually helps SNL in a way. But SNL had uh, Woody Harrelson on. I think you know where I'm going with this, and he summed everything up pretty well in his little monologuey. And I'm, I'm sure I'm, a lot I'm, of people I'm are reacting
1: it to it. With, uh, I haven't been keeping up with entertainment
0: here. Well, let me go ahead and wherever. play it for you, then. You'll get the whole fucking... And you know what? Because I like context so much, I'm playing the whole fucking thing. And if it gets right, copyrighted, it gets copyrighted. I don't give a fuck. Wait,
2: let's
0: do it. I'll put it somewhere else. That's fine. Okay. They love him in the beginning.
4: And you ugly people, too. Oh, yeah, he had Uh, a little joke there. This country seems so divided, beautiful, ugly, black, white, blue, red. I love everybody. Maybe because I'm a redneck hippie. Uh, You know, the red in me thinks you should be allowed to own guns. The blue in me thinks squirt guns. So I'm red and blue, which makes purple. Uh... I'm purple. So, this is my fifth time doing SNL. (laughs) And you know what that means.
0: He wants the jacket. There's a jacket situation that usually happens. No jacket,
4: okay. Uh, They don't do it anymore. The last time I did SNL was around Thanksgiving 2019, three years ago and you would not believe what happened after the show. I would never believe it. The next day, it was a Sunday, as it always is the day after I do Saturday Night Live. There you go. It's like a pattern, I notice. Anyway, I went walking in the greatest part of this city, Central Park, leaned against a tree, and started to read the craziest script. Oh, okay, full disclosure, I smoked a joint first. (laughs) The reason I like herb more than alcohol is because it makes me feel good, no hangover, and I never wake up covered in blood. That's a good one. But regardless, I have decided to quit smoking pot altogether, and I'm sticking with it till after the show. There you go. Yeah, last week in Austin, I was talking with my friend Nick, and we have a lot in common. He wrote True Detective, And I was in True Detective. There you go. I'm vegan, and all the animals he eats are vegan. Uh, I was complaining about how I start smoking around noon and get progressively dumber as the day unfolds. Forget basic words, simple objects, et cetera. (laughs) I I was hoping that the wifey-poo might say, oh, no, that's not true. But instead she says, at least you're aware of it and I say well that that doesn't feel like much consolation and she says think of all the dumb people who don't know they're dumb, you're ahead of them <laughs> thanks hon uh, but on top of the herb I'm a wee bit of a a wee bit of a drinker <laughs> I don't know why when I went right, Irish anyway but, but in a personal triumph last year I had seven months with no alcohol the
0: punchline is coming in five
4: <laughs> glorious months Anyway, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, I was telling you about that script So, uh, I is a fatty Which, uh, you know, I, I got in LA at, at my dispensary, the woods I mean, obviously, I didn't <laughs> transport the herb from California to New York Because that's highly... Illegal. Yeah. My manager, Jeremy, did. He he it from LA. Uh,
5: yeah. He's speaking of Jeremy, he's here tonight.
0: <laughs> it says brought drugs from LA. He shows his face.
4: He's newly single, ladies. Very <laughs> handsome. I know he would prefer <laughs> that I talk about our movie Champions. It's coming out in two weeks. a uh, comedic masterpiece, but I'm not here to sell Champions. It's, it sells itself. Projections projections have it making more than Avatar, but whatever. I'm no salesman. You know, know. Uh, where was I? Yeah, okay. No. So Three years Punchline. ago, Central Park, Sunday morning, the Lord's Day trying to resist the temptation to puff too early in the day. Of course, I succumb. Like a lot of people, I have a devil on one shoulder, and on the other shoulder, I have a larger, more frightening devil. And there's a battle going on in here, you know? I, I'm just just—I'm just saying that I am many different things. Anarchist, Marxist, ethical, hedonist, non-discriminatory, empath, epistemological deconstructionist texan but back to the tree in central park in that strip right, put yourselves in my place lay the curve of your neck against the roots of the tree what, what kind of tree was it i mean what kind of trees they have in central park oh yeah it was a palm tree so lay, lay your head on the palm Fire up a hooter from Jeremy. (laughs) Thanks, Jeremy. And start reading. Okay, so the movie goes like this. Here's the The movie. The biggest drug cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes and people can only come out if they take the cartels' drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea (laughs) being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. Anyway, it's about that time. Come on. Still no (laughs) Jack. Still no Jack. Okay. Well, we got a great show for you tonight, Jack.
0: I don't know if they did because I didn't watch it, but that's the only part I watched. But (laughs) that's where he got into a little bit of trouble because as it turns out, the media was bought from the... By those pharmaceutical companies and they immediately came out against this monologue and calling him anti-vax
1: <laughs> well and you know um, it's not a trail that we can trail off to for very long maybe it's something me and you can talk about later um but there is a very real situation with the drug cartels that are currently in power and how el chapo got taken out of the situation oh i'm sure um, from the information that i've had access to it looks like a lot of them have begun cooperating with each other and are buying into American media companies, not so much to force Americans to do drugs, but to make sure that because gangs and street violence and things like that are coming back in a real big way here in the country, and the cartels are doing everything they can to keep that out of the news so that people don't see it. And um, they have transitioned from marijuana to methamphetamines, and one of the big um, horrible problems in the region that I live in right now is methamphetamines. I mean, you can go into any gas station, any grocery store, or in, in just about any place around here and see somebody that's uh, what's the word, uh, tweaked out or out of their mind on this drug that is horrible and just makes their face break out. Or continued over the week.
0: Sorry about that. That was a pop up.
1: They drool on themselves. It's a horrible thing. But since the drug cartels now are manufacturing methamphetamines and not selling pot, um, they really don't want that to be a part of especially our national conversation. But I think almost anybody in any community here in the United States right now can see exactly what I'm talking about with their own two eyes to know that your local law enforcement isn't doing anything about it, your local media isn't talking yes, about it. Yes,
0: but that's a little bit off track of like what he's right, talking right. about. But
1: it, it's kind of still... And also, when I listened to him talk, I heard a man that apparently is uncomfortable, didn't really. Yes. He was not in a groove of somebody, a comedian or some, a show business artist who knew that he was supposed to be there, was going to go on there put on a fun show and, you know, hooray, hooray, let's all make everybody laugh. But you could kind of hear in his voice a state of depression that was yes. probably more disturbing than I think most people will realize listening to it. But I've heard people like that where their hearts are hurting and their minds are hurting. And they're trying to talk to you, but they still are trying to go along to get along. And that does circle back to what we were talking about, about predictive programming. This man has been predictive programmed since the 80s when he was on Cheers. Yes. I mean, you know, he has been in that lifestyle and with those groups of people his, throughout Hollywood for His
0: decades. father murdered people like a judge, so that's pretty crazy. Well, He's outside. been in this industry for a long time.
1: Um, and you look, at a lot of, you look at a lot of the mainstream big stars, from us? him to Sylvester Stallone being a porn star, all the way up to, yep. you know, Tom Cruise having his dark history. A lot of them oh, have escaped it. <laughs> it, started making millions of dollars, and don't want nobody to say a word about it ever again.
0: Yeah. Well, at least he's never killed anyone, unlike some uh, people in Hollywood. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> <your> there <laughs> are some good. people who've killed people, and, and yeah. like, chi- yeah. children. With their cars and stuff, but they get, you know, well, <laughs> away with it. Um, anyway, um, so back to the EPA because, like, we talked about it yesterday, but we didn't get to it today yet. But don't worry because the CDC is going to save us because the Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, who is totally in control of everything, has teams of Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, but the prevention is silent. Environmental Protection Agency, and Federal Emergency Management Agencies. Uh, they will all convene together, all the favorite people that we, we love so much, who help us so much. well, They'll visit homes beginning Saturday. So that started on Saturday. Uh, workers will ask how residents are doing, see what they need, and connect them with appropriate resources from government and nonprofit organizations, the White House said. so. Don't worry, we're here to save you and we'll provide the solutions to the problem that we created. But here's a little video on that uh, from USA Today. So this is from, da, 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 da. Biden ordered door to door checks on residents after EP Ohio train derailment, Matthew Daly and Farnoosh Amiri Associated Press. So it's basically just repeating the Associated Press in the USA Today article here. Published 4:24 p.m. Eastern, February 25th. Updated 5:14 p.m. February 25th, 2023, Eastern. Okay, so this is Michael Regan, who's getting a lot of flack right now. Who's the EPA administrator? In the beginning of your of this,
3: cleaning up the myth that they created and the trauma. I was talking that about they Norfolk Southern on this community. Using EPA's legal authorities, I am ordering Norfolk Southern to do the following. Norfolk Southern will clean up all contamination in soil and water and safely transport that contamination to the appropriate locations to ensure that residents are not impacted further. Norfolk Southern will reimburse EPA for cleaning services and Norfolk Southern will attend and participate in public meetings at PA's request and share information with the public. If the company fails to complete any action ordered by EPA, the agency will immediately step in, conduct the work ourselves, and then force Norfolk Southern to pay triple in cost accordance to the powers.
0: Accordance? Okay.
3: Granted by my agency. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> how I the am. I technology.
0: just, I, I immediately noticed that shit. <laughs>
1: It's, it's that legal terminology. And uh, again, you talk about FEMA stepping in, you're talking about the CDC stepping in. You track this back a few years, and I know that there's so much that hits us so fast from mainstream media and yeah. from entertain- the entertainment industry that it's hard to keep up with it. What's but the difference? Again, mm-hmm. FEMA got an expansion of powers during Katrina. That's when FEMA got yes. their expansion of powers from the government. The CDC got their expansion of powers during COVID. Yep. So if you look at how what they're doing is they're taking these governmental bodies who yep. normally were advisors to communities, that were advisors to government agencies, that were advisors to the uh, public, and they're giving them legal powers to go after the public and i mean you experienced it with yourself because you're a young woman who has a fairly good immune system and you eat right and you take care of yourself with a good diet and you do clean yourself and bathe regularly so you don't have to worry about necessarily catching germs off of everything in public you didn't really feel that it was necessary for you during the covid um, scare to wear a mask every five minutes myself particularly i kind of had to because the position i was in that's how people see it
0: they had to do it
1: yeah i was employed and in order to keep my job i had to comply with an order so you can kind of see how there were
0: people who were forced into injecting themselves with this gene therapy drug who were forced by their employers there was a there was it even extended to the office of where i work at the home office they had vaccine mandates so this is all stuff that was put into practice this time and was all planned
1: in north carolina they had a cool trick though this is a right to work state and that means that an employer can fire you just because they don't like how you dress that morning right or they can fire you because you got a haircut or they can fire you because They can claim that they just didn't want to see you anymore. So in a state like mine, their excuse was, you're going to do this or we'll fire you and there's no recourse you have. Well, the federal government, in all their infinite wisdom, handed out so much money and unemployment to those that did not want to inject themselves or did not want to comply with some of these orders and did get laid off. And the state of North Carolina is still paying out unemployment to countless people oh, yeah. who are like, if you're stupid enough to think that I'm going to, you know, wag the dog here, no, I'm I'm not going to do it. And there's so many people, I've got a few friends right now who are still collecting unemployment and couldn't care less, because if the government's going to keep giving them money just because of their scheme, then they're going to take it. And we mentioned uh, uh, the, the PP loans or whatever. PPP loans yeah and how how corrupt that was and as i yeah. said if you look at, if you look at the epa and you look at the cdc moving in there into ohio right now yep. you follow the money and this uh, we were talking about um before previously we had mentioned uh the uh transportation bill that swept through congress as quickly the, the infrastructure
0: bill the um yeah the bipartisan infrastructure, infrastructure shit show bill and which was heralded by the on? left by the way guys
1: Oh, yeah. And, and right kind of pretended like they didn't like it. Probably wrote it. On pretty, mm-hmm. pretty easy. So it's one of those things where now where's those billions of dollars from our federal government going to go? Is Norfolk sold it? So they're going to get a yeah. lot of that money now to uh, bolster up their uh, yeah. transportation, t- transportation business? Or are they going to get a new federal contract for moving military hardware and equipment
2: mm-hmm. through their
1: corridors? Or are they going to – is this going to expand over to um, – other rail companies where yep. now that so much of this focus is on rail, are the rail companies actually using this incident to exploit that bill so that they can pull more money out of it than highway, uh, the highway industry that needs to make driving in cars safer? Because, again, more people die in cars than they're ever going to die on trains or planes or boats. Cars are the most dangerous thing. We need to focus more with that infrastructure money on bridges and tunnels yes. and highways and signage and, and maybe, you uh, know, better speed regulation. Not- There's a list of things that need to be done for automobile drivers that are going to be completely overlooked because they're pushing this agenda with this train.
0: And maybe, you know, you know, stop sending all of our money to Ukraine, neo-Nazis, you know, that would be nice, you know, if that could stop. But it's continuing. So here's an update on that score. Um, this is from the U.S. Security Cooperation with Ukraine page of the state.gov fact sheet bureau of political military affairs february 24th 2023 where they announced that they are going to give even more money to ukraine and then they boast in the third paragraph in this propaganda document which i'm not going to read all of uh thank you thank you you can thank me later since january
1: before you uh jump into that did you hear what the polish uh uh i think he was uh, elected official in poland um, he, said th- he said something along the lines of uh, he's also a weapon yeah he said something along the lines of we should all just send money to Ukraine we should all yep. just send weapons to Ukraine because um, it's just money like
0: imagine thinking it's that just
1: money. <laughs> like, just, we're just in a sunny.
0: recession worldwide recession and it's just money Okay.
1: we're, we're going to fuel death these are people that are going to Correct. die but it's just money
0: yeah that's what it is to duna i guess uh says since january 2021 remember that was before the war started that's important the united states has invested more than 32.4 billion dollars in security assistance to demonstrate our enduring and steadfast commitment to ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity This includes $31.8 billion since Russia's launched its premeditated, unprovoked, and brutal war against Ukraine on February 24th since 2014. Very important that you think that you see this because that's when this whole war actually started, if you have not been paying attention. Go back to 2014 and watch some press conferences, and you'll get like in the know about what's and going on.
1: When Barack Obama was president, that's when the civil war happened in Ukraine. That's and what all I'm talking about. The original about. U- Ukrainian leaders were replaced with a lot of these, like where you're calling them Nazi, but they're Nazi sympathizers. But yes, the uh, United States CIA, in cooperation, with Barack adjacent. Obama, w- in cooperation with Barack Obama, installed and implanted. All of our own personal picks for who should be in charge of Ukraine, and since that moment, this and Victoria
0: Newland had a big hand in that too. Who was part okay. of that?
1: And and the since coup. then, this little celebrity comedian got elected as president. But all the cabinet members, all the politicians that are still there are all our appointees. It's to the U.S. Funny that
0: lead. I don't know how that happened. And wef wef people everywhere. Um, since 2014, the United States has provided more than $34.5 billion in security assistance for training and equipment. So training, guys. They trained people there before everything started. To help Ukraine preserve its territorial integrity, which doesn't exist in any of the Middle East countries that we're invading. We, not me, not me, not, but, not we, not me. <laughs> But the U.S. government, the U.S. government and the WEF and all those people uh, secure the borders and improve interoperability with NATO, which is hilarious because we don't even secure, they don't even secure the borders of the U.S., so that's interesting. United States security assistance committed to Ukraine includes over 1,600 Stinger anti-aircraft systems, over 8,500 Javelin. Anti-armor systems, over 54,000 other ar- anti-armor systems and munitions, 161, 55 millimeter howitzers and other, and over 1 million 155 m- millimeter artillery rounds, over 6,000 precision-guided 155 millimeter artillery rounds, over 10,000 155 millimeter. Rounds of remote anti-armor mine systems, 100,000 rounds of 125 millimeter tank ammunition, 45,000 152 millimeter artillery rounds, 20,000 122 millimeter artillery rounds, 50,000 122 millimeter, millimeter Grad rockets, G72 105 millimeter howitzers, and 370,000 105 millimeter artillery rounds 298 i don't know why not 300 but okay tactical fi- vehicles to tow weapons 36 tactical vehicles to recover equipment 30 ammunition support vehicles 38 high mobility we should do like a, a sing-along like a like a
1: well i mean yeah, that christmas gonna go
0: song gonna, you know we're not, gonna,
1: we're not gonna go animaniacs on this thing five golden rings
0: you know it's one of those things
1: for people not well versed it's a lot it's 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 a lot of big boom
0: okay so i'm gonna leave the the document because it's very a, a lot it's a whole lot of things a lot of things that you think about you look at everything that's happening here with infrastructure and food shortages and all of the shit that's happening and you think, well, you know, yeah, let's well, give
1: we, some you, missiles to these people. You mentioned people. that, so, George. Here's here's one for you when you get some time. Take a minute and go look up governmental agricultural programs across the United States of America. And you'll well, yeah. notice over the past few years, people that live in a state like mine, like North Carolina, where the uh, Farm Bureau basically runs everything here, um, the government told American farmers to grow soybeans and to have goats. For several years, they were paying farmers to stop growing regular crops, stop growing. it. We'll, we're going to have all that shipped into the United States, but you don't need to grow that no more. You grow soybeans, and you have goats, and maybe a few cows here and there, and, and a couple of sheep, and that'll be fine. And us, the government, we're going to give you subsidies. We're going right. to give you tax breaks. We're going to make sure that you are well taken care of. Just grow some soybeans, and just and take care of some goats. And the... That is where our real food shortage is coming from. Is because the, the canal incident, or the... Um, well, the we can't
0: really ship, get into all of that right out now. We can sideways
1: in the canal. <laughs> that stopped a lot of international trade. And in stopping that international trade, now the United States did not have its normal crops that it used to have to feed everybody. And that's where you're seeing a lot of the food shortage come from is because the federal government's paying farmers to grow, not food. Because well, it, all the soybeans used for is to make oil and to make some vegan and vegetarian products but well they want the to throw fake meat in our face for fast food restaurants is where it's going
0: okay let me finish this uh article a little bit um, okay,
1: okay. i just want to throw that in so you like when you get yeah you, and get i don't have the source it, for that so. take a look <laughs> <into it. laughs> okay maybe you could send depart- it to me. us department of agriculture
0: yeah you'll go. have to send it to me and i'll put it in but okay um so here we go the global security contingency fund which you've probably never heard of guys a joint program of the u.s departments of state and defense has provided more than 42 million dollars in training advisory services and equipment to assist the government of ukraine to further develop the tactical operational and institutional Capacities of its special operations forces and one of these the national guard Which is where the nazis are by the way. That's the next thing so do know that the National Guard had, like, a, a, a Nazi posting on their Twitter account, on their social media.
1: Again, I, w- I would like to emphasize that we use the terminology Nazi sympathizers and not Nazis because... There will be no fourth Reich, and the third Reich fell, and there are no. Well, real I don't Nazis. think it did
0: because it there's already there's, a fourth Reich. That's the fourth. There's no revolution. real Nazis
1: in the world anymore because it would be an unorganized conglomeration of people who share ideology but do not have an organized army. Or well,
0: these people are getting, right. getting funded and they're getting military assistance, so well, I think aware, it's important.
1: You're aware of what you know, you're aware of the American neo-Nazi organizations, correct? Motorcycle gangs. Yes, fighters, what
0: I'm talking about is people, people like who, who dislike a certain group of people who will combat them, who will kill them on site. So these are murderous well, people with we weapons that we the gave United them.
1: States. We got those in the United States. But too. what I'm they're saying is they're
0: getting the most military support right now, so that's what's important Right. To, I, I to get to what remember. you're
1: saying. I, just, I would rather call them Nazi sympathizers because they're not wearing uniforms that have Well, they the do actually style. wear
0: the They do actually have the swastika and everything, so a lot of them, and and they spread that ideology. But anyway, um, National Guard, Conventional Forces, Non-Commissioned Officer Corps, corps and Combat medical combat medical care since 2014 again 2014 is when they started training these people on february 20th 2022 the united states utilized the excess defense articles program to transfer mi-17 helicopters to ukraine since 2018 the united states has provided ukraine with four refitted u.s coast guard island class cutters the refit was funded with Ukrainian national funds and, M- and FMF additional vessels are pending transfer. Then it's a third party transfer so there's more in advance of Russia's invasion and after the outbreak of war in 2000- February 2022, the United States approved third party transfers from 14 NATO allies and close partners to provide US origin equipment from their inventories for use by Ukrainian forces. Deliveries to date include almost 12,000 anti armor systems of all types, more than 1,550 anti air missiles, radars, night vision devices, machine guns. (laughs) I thought we hated guns, we don't. Rifles and ammunition, and body armor. The contributions from our partners and allies are vital and appreciated. And then it says for military sales, the United States has. $595.9 $595.9 million in active government-to-government sales ca- cases with c- Ukraine under the f- foreign military sales system. FMS sales notified to Congress are listed on the DSCA website, and significant prior sales include the 2022 sale of non-standard artillery a- ammunition, 2018 sale of 210 Javelin anti-armor air missiles, which first provided Ukraine with critical a critical anti-armor capability, the 2019 sale of 150 additional Javelins and the 2020 Mark 6 patrol boats sale. The Javelin well, sales like said, were funded by a mixture of State Department, FMF funds and Ukrainian. You know the absolute funds.
1: irony in that too is if you know anybody like I know a, I have a few friends that are. Active in the U.S. Army, and they will tell you it's a dream of any Army personnel. You see the you see the javelins sitting over there in the corner, and they look really cool. And you're hoping one day you'll get to fire one. But the U.S. military won't even let our own personnel fire a javelin missile because of how much they cost. That's the joke about all of this. Like if you start putting it together the numbers, start looking at all of this, our own soldiers drool over the idea of playing with a lot of these toys that are now being shipped overseas. And if you go back even to when uh, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton was doing her business in Myanmar, uh, she was doing the same kind of deals. We are talking about the weapons industry selling yes. countless amounts of weapons and arm- armaments to Myanmar, and then Obama with Taiwan, and followed up with Trump in Taiwan, even though he pretended like he was friends with China he was selling massive amounts of weapons through the u.s uh through the pentagon to taiwan and it's just again our own soldiers will tell you straight from their lips like they'll swear on it they would love to touch some of these weapons but they don't even get to ever touch any of these weapons they all get shipped overseas to a country to watch other people die and we're not even really in a fight with anyone that's the bizarre yeah. thing about all of this. We're not mad at Ukraine. We're not mad. at This Russia. is a proxy war. No it's a
0: NATO war. A WEF yeah. war.
1: It's an Ethiopia Myanmar all over again. And okay. Again, it's just doing on a. They're doing it on a public stage now, where people can kind of see it. But it's the same. It's the same old tricks. And in
0: this, and in, in the last article that I'm looking at for the WEF war portion of this program, not predictive programming, hopefully. Um, is a closing summary on theguardian.com so this is from february 27th so it's from today so it's pretty new and it says that the u.s secretary the u.s treasury secretary janet yellen has met with Volodymyr Zelensky and other key ukrainian government officials in a surprise visit to ukraine to reaffirm washington's support for kiev and then uh-huh. it says, Yellen said following talks with Prime Minister Dennis Shimhal, Shim, 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 it's hard to pronounce that name, that the US has provided nearly 50 billion in security, economic, and humanitarian assistance and announced another multi-billion, sorry, they're giving millions to Ye- Yemen. I, I apologize, I got those confused for a second because Yemen doesn't matter as much as Ukraine to these people. Um, yeah, to boost the that'd country's that'd economy, especially since they're still doing a war oh, it's there. Still,
1: it's still easy for us to drone strike randomly and kill thousands of people a day in Yemen and nobody knows about it. That's the way yeah, we yeah, won't yeah. talk But
0: let's not own it. it. Let's not say we. Let's say them. So, yeah, they're killing the
1: a bunch people of people. We're trying to, the people we're trying to stop as actual real American citizens that don't want to murder people for money.
0: Yeah. And then it does say stuff about the Belarusians. Uh, they say that they, that their anti-war partisans claim to have severely damaged a mil- Russian military aircraft in what an opposition leader has called the most successful diversion since the beginning of the war. So they have that little thing to, to claim as a victory there. Um, so yeah, then they say a whole bunch of other stuff that can't be verified, so I'm not going to say it. But anyway, yeah, Poland is in here too. Yeah, Poland, it says... Um, Poland has announced a joint initiative with the European Commission to trace Ukrainian children who have been abducted and taken to Russia during the ongoing war in Ukraine. The aim of the scheme is to track down the missing children and to ensure those responsible are brought to justice, as if they care. We need to return the abducted children to Ukraine and punish Russia, spelled with—I don't know why they did that with the lower case, but all right. I guess that's on okay. purpose. For its crimes, Ukraine's prime said. They were doing it on their cell set. phone,
1: apparently, as quick as they could. <laughs> Who
0: knows. And then a Ukrainian Nobel Peace Laureate has called for the swift creation of a special tribunal to try Vladimir Putin and his associates for the crime of aggression. Alexandra I the crime which, of
1: aggression. Whatever. I, I would like to see that tried in an American court. Hey, you were aggressive, go to jail. What does that even mean? Indeed. That's not, a, that's not a criminal activity. I mean, even belligerent drunks cannot be charged for just basic belligerence. They'd have to actually commit a legitimate crime. It's just so bizarre, some of the verbiage that they use in a lot of these articles.
0: It is. Well, anyway, that will wrap up the news. Um, I will do as much as I can of uh, getting that together for you guys, and thank All you yeah, for listening. As
1: and as far as any of the information that I provide, I, I guarantee you everything that I've quoted or mentioned it can be found at a federal.gov website. Just look up any of your state departments or any of your federal government departments, and you will see everything that I can, that I mentioned or brought up is verified. I use uh, a lot of .govs to gather my research. So.
0: <laughs> I hope that didn't sound like that.
1: <laughs> you didn't hear that, did you? Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, well, you guys heard my battery uh, low on my phone so that means we have to wrap up pretty soon but just to wrap up we were going to go to 1:30, but we're not we're going over we're going to go probably to what we did last night which is ironic but that's because i want to introduce my brother because this is chris like that who's been talking to me this whole time and we are related by blood to uh, a wonderful person named uh, my father and <laughs> our father and wonder- our father, father wonder- who are not in heaven what no sorry <laughs> That's rude. I don't know where I'm, he is. <laughs> I'm
1: more of my I'm more of my mother's son than I am my father's.
0: Did you get the joke? Somebody yeah. get the joke. It's well, morbid, but yeah, had to do another one. So yeah, you guys know that my our father died and he did not go to heaven. Well, there probably is no heaven though. That that makes sense. But anyway, he he rotted away basically, in his house it's very sad. Um.
1: He died, on, he died on Christmas, and Allegedly. unfortunately for him, the bugs and the roaches and the natural case of rot took over. and um,
0: What I happened guess. with his personality on earth manifested in his death. Um, well, I could have said that better. Okay, what happened in his life, what has had been manifested throughout his life, manifested in a different form after his death. <laughs> In a more real form, and ra- rather than the the form that was in his mind and his psychology, so that that was a good Just, joke. It's good a job. situation where <laughs> I
1: think most people can understand that if a man dies on Christmas and nobody finds him for a month, that he probably wasn't the best of friends with anybody, and he probably didn't have the best familial relationships. Um, when that happens to somebody, and um, their their death is. Uh, like you said, morbid and unfriendly and not pleasant, it's kind of a reflection of their behavior in society.
0: And yeah, well I was trying to be a joker about yeah. it, but yeah, that hopefully someone got the joke, but it was a long joke. It was longer than, it wasn't longer than Woody Harrelson's though, so I think it was a little bit better than that. But, anyway, um, that's like, um, basically, what I was going to say is, because like, you were saying that familiar or whatever, but, like, I was notified after that. that. You never know, like, what can happen, and then when it happens, although you can expect it to happen, because I did, but I didn't really think it would happen the way that it did, and I ended up having to inform my family, because I was the one who was the contact, who was whose phone number was left with the person who, who ended up calling it in to the cops, So I had to talk to the police, and then I had to talk to a funeral, and it was a whole big thing, and I'm just glad I'm not the executor because I could not handle that fucking pressure. If I can't even handle those conversations, like, that was never gonna happen. But let's hope everything goes as planned as well as it can with the aftermath of this death, and I still find myself not believing that it's happened and then I will dream and have people in my dream sometimes who are dead but I don't consider that like visiting I'm just remembering them and shit <laughs> cause I'll dream yeah, sometimes with it's a, Richard it's, it's
1: a psychological thing um, I've mentioned to you before about um, my relationship with our father was not a pleasant one he beat me when I was a kid he
0: and then he beat me, me as a, as a result of that so then we had that whole History because yeah, yes, you know yeah, it, it's a cycle it's, of abuse, and it's
1: tragic. it's tragic that violence will always beget violence. And, and then and that
0: was, was manifested into an emotional and verbal abuse from my father towards me when I was living with him for five years from 19 to 20 something. Um, and then yes, moved yeah. to LA or Alhambra after
1: that. Thankfully, as we grew into adults, we were able to, you know at least on my end i was able to stabilize a lot of those bad emotions and a lot of those bad drivers that made me a very ill violent and not a pleasant person and i was able to refocus them and my energies on trying to better myself and make my life less violent less upsetting and you know it's one of those things you have to conquer within yourself you have to find out do you want to walk around the world angry every day or do you want to find a way to be happy every day and i decided to try to be happy I mended my relationship with you. I think I probably have a better and relationship I forgave
0: with you. you. Yes.
1: Yes, I forgive you too. And we've, I think I probably have a better relationship with you now as adults than we ever had ever in our lives. And I, oh, I'm yeah. grateful for that. And I thank you for being a wonderful sister and for letting me make amends with you. Because that's also yes. on the forgiveness scale and on the scale of relationships with people someone has it's a give and take and someone has to help you you know make amends you can't just say i'm sorry and expect people to you know accept your apology and i just wanted to say thank you i appreciate that we've been able to build our relationship and become better friends over the years
0: i agree and then we can also discuss things and not yell at each other and stuff which is great and um it's just it's unfortunate what happened with him and then i had a joke that i said last night that was really good and we'll get a laugh again tonight i'm sure <laughs> that i used to say because it's a morbid joke now but it wasn't then because he wasn't dead but i would say he found out that he had a, an enlarged heart at one point uh, from his doctor and i was very confused because i was i wasn't even aware he had one in the first place so yeah, Let alone an enlarged one.
1: That's well, ironic. My, th- my <laughs> joke, even when I was a kid, was a little bit darker than that. When my friends in school would be like, why do you call your dad or your daddy, daddy? And I was like, well, I don't call him daddy or dad. I call him daddy because I wish he was dead. So.
0: Well, you finally <laughs> got your wish. Yay! That was little, for wishes.
1: That, that one's a little darker, but yeah, I was a kid. Just kidding. I have a dark <laughs> sense of humor and study so do you, so it's natural.
0: Well, thanks for joining us for this late, um, show therapy session about our father. I'm sure you really got something out of that, but if you didn't and you left, uh, thanks for coming anyway, and you're never going to hear this, but thanks. And, uh, to everyone else who stuck around, we love you very, we, I don't know if you love them, but I love them very much and, I uh, can't speak for my brother, but he appreciates that you listen, I'm sure. And, um. Thanks for letting me get this going again, and I will say that I, I tried as much to improvise tonight as possible and not have it be as predictable as last night, but, you know, shit comes up again and again, so I have to talk about it.
1: Um, I think we covered a lot of the same points that we kind of hit on yesterday. And, I think we covered a little bit up.
0: more, which is good, and then we, less, we lessened the, the talk from other people as much as, as possible. With context. Um, So we didn't have to hear the NTSB lady again. I just said what she said. Um,
1: Yeah. (laughs) I think you did a great job. And I enjoyed talking with you. And I'm going to let you close out your show and do your thing. And um, I will talk to you later on.
0: And shout out to Turkey and Syria, which is still under that 180 day kind of interval where they are allowed to get aid but not after that. So we need to lift the sanctions in Syria. That's the only way to prevent um, more people from dying in the wake of this disaster that's happened. May or may not be natural, we're not gonna get into it, but shout out to you guys, shout out to the ralliers, whoever's rallying for anything, like good that you care about that. And we should all support people getting out in the streets and getting information out there because information is power. And if we all had the same information, we'd be on the same page. And that's not what they want. we They want us to all be on a different page entirely, in a different book. And we can't do that. can't give them what they want. Don't give them what they want. give Give yourself what you need. And have a good, solid... What is it today? I don't even know what day it is today, I swear. It's Monday. Have a great week. <laughs> it's supposed to be the weekend, but it's not anymore. So have a great week and have a great rest of this month which is not very long lasting and then next month I'm going to be a little bit early because well not really um but because I'm going back to Georgia ironically was going to visit my father but he's dead so that's out of the window but less pl- places to drive I guess too so that's good for the gas money for the people hanging out with me that's nah, it's more but anyway um Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, Chris, do you have anything to say about your social needs or anything that you want to promote?
1: Um, we had a great podcast. And now towards the end and how you're closing, I can super understand why it's called Awkward Fun Podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> super Awkward Fun Cat.
1: All right. Well, I'll holler at you later. I'm going to get off here so you can close it all out.
0: All right. Thanks for joining. Really no appreciate problem. it. All right. Take care. Alright, love you, bye. Bye, love you, bye. That was Chris, and um, since I played this out yesterday, I'm going to play it out today, because I did say at one point yesterday, Every day is a winding road, and I want to play that song, because why the fuck not, and (laughs) just in tribute to yesterday, and only one person will get it, so this is for you, Chris. (laughs) Every day is a winding road. Cause I said that after my joke yesterday. He gets it, it's an inside joke, but here we go. This'll close us out. Hold on a second. Wait for it. (laughs) Okay. We'll go back here. (laughs) Well, this is going great. (laughs) Hold up, I'm gonna do it on my tablet. No, I'm gonna do it here. (laughs) There it goes. Fuck's (laughs) sake! Why is nothing working? It's probably because my phone sucks. It's dying. Okay, I'll do it on my tablet. Hold up. I'm leaving this because this was gonna be in there anyway. Because it's live. It was gonna be live, so we're gonna pretend this is live. (laughs) hey. You wanted this? No, you didn't. I don't know. (laughs) All right, we're gonna end on. This take two. Well. Alright, try again. <laughs> yeah, <that's not laughs>
2: right, right.